The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria. We're dealing with an illusion. It's an illusion of what is real. We think it's real. We think money's real. It's not real. It's no different than a pad that you go buy at the grocery store of paper and lay it beside, the, cut it out, the square of a $20 bill. It's the same thing. The only thing is they put ink on it. It looks like it's money. It's not money. And that was a friend of Megagoria on October the 3rd, 2013, the title of that broadcast was, You Do Not Need Permission to Think. A friend of Medjugorje has been speaking about these things for a long, long time, that many times people follow the world, they follow with the mainstream news and everything else tells them, and they're not looking at the world around them and thinking for themselves in a biblical way. And that's what he will speak to us tonight in tonight's broadcast. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, October the 3rd, 2013. We have 32 years of apparitions, and throughout those 32 years, we have repeatedly, I like say many things, but one thing that's striking that she says over and over and over is, do not be afraid. Why do you think she's saying this? 
Why do you think she comes every day for 32 years? What is the opposite of do not be afraid? And why would you say to not be afraid? What is there to be afraid of today? You're driving, you get out of your car, you go do what your duties are, you go to work, you come back home. What was there to be afraid of? Yeah, you got the traditional things. Don't want to go through bad neighborhoods. Shouldn't be in the wrong places at the wrong time after dark. Or military things around the world, but how do they affect us? It's not directly. It's mostly indirectly and mostly through the news. There's no effect on our daily life, really. And yet it's our lady who says, do not be afraid. I am with you. She said that last night. What does she proceed that with? October 2nd, 2013, yesterday's message to Mariana. My children, it is those who walk towards the Heavenly Father with love and faith who will be saved. Do not be afraid. I am with you. We need to meditate, pause and stop when we read the messages and think, why is our lady saying this? What is she thinking? Many are thinking what she's thinking. But if you reflect, if you look, you'll start making decisions in your life that would be different than you were making 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I was making decisions in my life 25, 30 years ago in line with Medjugorje without even knowing about Medjugorje before it started. Part of it being raised that way, part of it just thinking a little bit, thinking out of the box. Don't be conventional. Don't follow what everybody else is doing. Those are the people that make it. And I don't mean make it and escape everything. You might die, you might be martyred, you might be lose everything you have. Walt Disney bankrupt two times before he made it. And most of the people that's done these things have bankrupt or gone under. And through their experience, it was their university education. You don't need to go to university, you need real life experiences. And today real life experiences is telling everybody something's up. Something is disturbing. Something is unsettling. And people don't know quite what to do because really a lot of it hadn't had the thought process put to it. And that's really what our lady is telling us. Do not be afraid. I'm with you. But she's got a, a myriad of messages that show that she's speaking about spiritual things. To have and long only for heaven. But how do you get to heaven? By what you do here on this life. And our lady wants us to be happy in this life. And those decisions we make, both financial, both spiritual, physical decisions, have an effect on us making it to heaven. What kind of environment we place ourselves in, what kind of way we live our lives, the principles we adopt. You could be a great person. You could be good. You could keep all the commandments, except you could be greed. You could just want and love money and not make it to heaven. But money is not evil. It's the love of it. And we need to be very wise how we use money right now and what we're doing with our excess. And I say excess, meaning what you've got saved that you're not using your retirement. Don't let it sit there. One of my sons was looking at this where he's doing some things and they were talking about 401ks. I said, don't do it. Don't even start it. You put it in silver, it would be much better for you to do that than to go on 401k. 
And we discussed it a little bit, but people aren't thinking. Do you know Obama was saying just last year that we need to look at all the retirement funds out there? Because we really need to consider that as public funds. In essence, that's what he said. And that's what they're looking at. How do they use that money? How does the government get its hands on it and say, oh, it's going to be yours when you need it. But during the meantime, we're going to use it. You want the government using your money when they're $16 trillion in debt? You want to put your money in 401ks where they consider it public funds? This is private. It's your money. Your matching dollar employer is giving that to you. And not all rules and regulations tell you you can't even have it if you, if you want to draw it out. If it's your money, why can't you get it? They're already considering it in a gray zone. The next step is just they can utilize it. Oh, well, we need this fund. I was thinking the other day, oh, how wonderful. We're saving a lot of money right now with the, bank, with the government closing down. There's some good people that's employed by the government doing some good things. But there's a lot of bad jobs that they have from the EPAs and all these regulatory things that do nothing but harass people, take private property rights away, and things that we don't need at all. But then I heard, well, they're all going to get back pay. We're not going to save anything. They're getting a vacation. When are we going to learn that the way to fix things when you don't have money to pay the bills is just let it crash? Walt Disney bankrupt. He learned a big lesson. He did it again. He bankrupt. He learned a bigger lesson. And now he's successful. He's dead. And he's, he's continuing. Not that I agree with what Walt Disney has become. Because I don't. But the example is there. And you'll find most people that have made it have gone through adversity, have failed, and gone through trials. And that's what our country needs right now. The problem is, is we're so far from the soil. We're so high up on the top of the building that we can't get down. Those people ran down the steps. The other people in 9-11 at the World Trade Center jumped. They didn't get back up. We're too high off the ground. We're too far away from the soil to make it. We cannot survive if something crashes soon. And that's coming. And you need to get close to the ground. The only way to understand that is to be on your knees. You're standing up and you fall on the ground, you get hurt worse. If you're climbing down a hillside, you want to be scooting down or you want to go down on your knees crawling up one. So if you fall, you don't have far to fall. And that means prayer. Be on your knees in prayer and you'll see things you can't see now. David Buckner, the founder and the CEO of Bottom Line Training and Consultant, an adjunct professor at Columbia University and the author of Permission to Think explained on the Glenn Beck program Wednesday why America hasn't yet seen hyperinflation, but why it could be just around the corner. Buckner said that in discussing hyperinflation, people often refer to the Weimner Republic, Zimbabwe, and Bolivia, but say it could never happen here because a certain kind of layering has to occur that America hasn't seen. That layering, he said, or the recipe for hyperinflation is, one, economic implosion, two, collapse in tax revenues, three, raise taxes, four, lenders unwilling, and five, austerity or print. Beck seemed shocked by the list, saying all five have occurred. But Buckner said 
some still squabble about certain points in the list, and regardless of whether we satisfy the recipe, people still say three things in America are different and set us apart from the standard formula. First, it is said that everyone wants to buy our debt and that no one will ever stop wanting to do so. But Buckner countered that China is already quickly shifting our debt quickly to gold and analogized the situation to a restaurant where China, the chef, lends the United States money to eat at its establishment. Pretty soon, he said, there will be other customers like India who can pay outright. Second, some also claim that we're not printing money because we're exchanging an asset, a bond, for cash. What they're not saying is where that bond's coming from, treasuries. As soon as the government puts it out there, the feds come and take it. Buckner said, it's circular. It's absolutely circular. So we are printing money. The third factor that many say differentiates America is that we are a productive country. But Buckner said he disagrees there as well. What exactly does America produce these days, he asked. We have apple, but the products are primarily manufactured overseas. We have a good financial sector, but can we depend on that in tough times? Others cite the country's many innovators as something we produce, but Buckner noted that innovators are produced elsewhere also. And everybody says, well, you're not seeing in hyperinflation. Buckner said, but that's because the interest rates are so low, nobody's putting that cash back into the investments in the United States. But they are putting it into desperate countries in Europe. They're putting it into other investments. And the money going out there, so the second Bernanke raises the interest rates, all of a sudden the money sucks back into the United States and we have hyperinflation. Beck asked Buckner if we need an event of some sort to trigger such a meltdown. We've had an event, but we've become comfortably numb, Buckner said. So there's been a lot of hidden stuff that's going on. The treasuries continue to go out, and Bernanke continues to buy debt. Anytime he starts to back off, the markets know. But we don't. The people don't. People who are retired, pensioners, elderly, people who are holding money are going to be devastated. When Beck asked for a timeline, Buckner said that by January of 2015, if not by October in 2014, we are likely to see an increase in interest rates that will start the domino. When Bernanke announced that there would be a, tamper, a tapering, the markets just dropped because they knew that even if the interest rates changed one infinitesimal amount, it was the beginning of the domino, he said. How fast do the dominoes go down? Beck asked. Three months, Buckner replied without hesitation. You listen to many of the economists within three months, and it's going to be perception more than real price. You're going to see hoarding. You're going to see fear. It's not the actuality. So if they can put a glaze over everybody, it may slow it down. That's the problem. We're dealing with an illusion. It's an illusion of what is real. 
we don't have the money, so the interest rates go up, you're going to see a domino. You're going to see fear. A lady says, do not be afraid. Why are you going to fear? Because he says, you're going to see hoarding. Suppose you don't have the money. Suppose you didn't get to the store at the time. You go there and the shelves are empty. It's been said we only have like a three-day supply if everybody took a run on all the stores with groceries and food products. It's also been said, I've talked about this often, that people go hungry one day, two days, third days, they'll start going looking for food. By 15 days, they'll be savages, even semi-principled. If they're not strongly, strongly principled with Christian principles, they'll debase themselves down to doing whatever they have to do to survive for self. A Christian will give himself, but how many people are going to hold up to that when Christianity is so weak? The spirit. Do we have the, the power of the mother of Maccabees to have all the children slaughtered in front of her rather than to eat pork? That's what that was about. But what if you're hungry? Do you have the power to retain what principles you must have not to be doing things that would be murder or stealing or thieving? Yes, the Catholic Church teaches that a person's right to life is more important than, you, than your right to possession. So if they are really dying, how many people are in this situation? How many people can go to the house first and say, hey, I'm, I'm dying, I'm starving, I'll work in your garden? Very few people have the principles to do that. They'll just take it, which is illicit. So now we have what we've been talking about for years, what we've been planning for years for, dates being set. Buckner said that January... 2015, if not by October 2014, what do you know? Today's October 3rd. One year from now, people could be hoarding food, and you're going to see fear. Because when you come in there and you don't have anything, you see those shelves empty, and you haven't done anything but your soccer games on Saturday and your football round routines, and all the things you want to do after work, instead of building your soil up, and the first year didn't do anything. The second year, very little more. And you got five or six years for those who built their soil up. It just doesn't happen. We've got fields around here that we're looking at that we've got to put a lot of effort into it, a lot of labor, a lot of energy, and even money into it to get the soil where we want it to be, where it's productive. Then you can't use it all the time. You've got to lay it to rest, so you have to have enough soil to go to the next place or the next plot. Rotate your crops. That's what that's about. Nobody's thinking. And this book that's got titled is Permission to Think. Why? Because we can't even, we're not allowed to think anymore. Everything's done for us. Computers control us. Where to go? What to do? That was written yesterday about the message of October 2nd from an announcement message to us. You don't need permission to think. It's even this way in the church about Medjugorje. Oh, the church is not approved. Okay, I got to stand like a drone and say, you know, we can't do anything. That's garbage. Think. Just start thinking. That's really all this, in essence, is about. Is to give you facts, give you angles that makes you start thinking for your own personal situation what might not be said on this mic that added to your circumstances is an ingredient to come to a conclusion or a solution or to set out, as our lady said, with Jesus, 
and what you need to do in this life. And so it is. It's amazing. He says, Berkner, three months that this is going to unfold in. It could happen overnight. Don't think that can happen just in three months. The hoarding takes instantly. If we get a report that there may be a half inch of accumulations of snow here, don't even think about it. if you hadn't gotten within the grocery store within an hour or two that there's anything there like milk, bread, the basic necessities, and of course hot chocolate too. <laughs> but it's gone. Disappears. School's closed. Snow doesn't come anyway, but we drink the hot chocolate. If we do this in the greenwood, what are we going to do in the dry wood? You just got to think things through. What would happen if this situation or this and this and this happened today? Where am I? What would I do? How would I do this? How would I get water? In New York, I was reading on a plane several plane trips ago that there's, I think it was like four major pipelines that come into the water, like six or seven feet, delivering 30 million gallons of water. Unbelievable numbers. You got 12 million people living in that metropolitan area. And so if the economy crashes, you got all those people there can't get out. You can't just walk out. I would start walking out immediately if something happened, get away from the populace. But do you think those people run into water systems delivering that water into New York and Manhattan, these places, if they have hoarding going on that they're not going to go to work that day? that the water is just going to continue going in there. They're going to be looking at their own interest. We saw this at Katrina. We went down there with twenty, a whole caravan of 20 pieces of equipment. And the whole county uh, and the city workers of Bay St. Louis didn't come to work. They couldn't make them come to work. They didn't care. Their houses were in shambles. They were looking through the debris. There was two county workers, one supervisor. They took over us, and we became the city workforce. Very few of them would show up. And then even 10 days later, they couldn't get them to come work. Their whole life, life was in shambles. So you think that water line is going to keep delivering water? And just say if two or three of them went out, or if all of them went out, or if one of them went out, and there's no water in Manhattan, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in that whole metropolitan area, the five, five areas there? In the Bronx. Savage. If they're killing people now, for a couple of bucks, or just because they're mad, what's going to happen to the good people by these people? And what's going to happen to the good people when they have to start themselves going hungry? I had a son up there at Hurricane Sandy, and he said he was shocked that the people in good neighborhoods were actually going through the dumpster. They, they couldn't get food. Three days. Within three days, they were going through dumpsters. Well-to-do people. You do not need permission to think. And say will block you. He'll keep you busy, keep you connected to everything going on, keep you to the TV shows, all these things people do, and all the sports. And they need to back up and think, because if you don't, you're going to be afraid. But if you're making decisions, you're going all the way, and then you still get hurt, or you still suffer because of circumstances, why fear? You've done everything you're supposed to do. You've gone as far as you can go. But I tell you, we haven't gone where we need to go. We're trying to get there. We're not set. But we've been thinking about things. Not to save ourselves, but to live in community. To have the wagon town around us. If you haven't read the writing yesterday, October 2nd, 2013, Mariana's message to non-believers, which is us, and those who've never known the love of God, we're more guilty. You must read it. You have to read it. 
If you just do some thinking, you'll see the secret. That's why he says comprehend, meaning you can't see that in the message unless you pray. And it's hidden. It's veiled from the wise because our ladies come not to speak to those to make the worldly better at what they do in stealing and cheating and whatever they want to do. Our ladies come to veil everything. And that's why even people that are high-minded, I see that in the, in the way that people look at things intellectually only, that our ladies' messages, they scoff at them. They don't get it. There, there's a world of things inside these messages, and the average reader won't comprehend them, and you can't comprehend them. As you do what he says, through prayer you'll comprehend these messages, or rather pray to comprehend the messages. We're so innovative, we're so crafted being able to do things and come up with solutions and, and be thrown big problems, World War One, World War II, and, and defeat and win. There's nothing we can't do. Put a man on the moon. We, we've done everything, and we are the only nation in the history of the world that is attacked. And while our men are still laying on the field, we're helping the people that attacked us. And we're not colonizing them. We don't colonize nations. Where is that in history? Anybody had an enemy attack that they didn't take over the country. We don't take the spoils. And here it is, even in Afghanistan, things we've done there, even that, even whatever your politics is on it, the, the principle we're going by, though, we're there to really help in some ways. At least the soldiers are. Forget about what the leaders are trying to do. But we have a goodness in us to fight the bad guys. But with this mentality, we've grown overconfident that we as a nation will escape what all other civilizations, and I say civilizations because that's history, they're gone. Cultures are flourishing or they're in a period of going towards civilizations that they own the decline and become a civilization. That's history. And so civilizations of the past, 65 of them, which studies were done on them, show when they get to that point we are, the promiscuity, to, to greed, to, to taking their the eyes off of, of family and, and sacredness and whatever thing goes with that. They all fall, every single one of them. But not in our minds, the United States of America, I'm seeing things written like this Buckner now that we didn't see five years ago, even though we thought that because we were thinking. We didn't get permission to think. Major Guru, when I started building Caritas, I didn't get permission to do what I did. Our lady called me. It wasn't anybody else. Our lady dealt directly with me. She showed me what I was to do. I didn't go ask the Franciscans, can I do that? Because this permission to spread Major Guru doesn't come to Franciscans. They're not over me. They have no jurisdiction at all over me on what I do. All over you. Our ladies call us to be her apostles. And we're to spread Medjugorje and propagate in our charisms through the funds we have, through our talents, our operations, the positions we hold. You don't need permission. Our lady don't want it bureaucrats. And that's what's always the tendency, even in Medjugorje. But I say this in the of our nation. We don't, we, 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 we have done so many things that have never think we've always been able to escape it. But this Buckner mentioned Zimbabwe. I got two, a couple, two black friends from Zimbabwe. They fleed to England. He was in the banking industry in Zimbabwe. And he's in there in the banking industry now. They transferred him to, to England. And he told me about how the, 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 it's so bad there that only the little kids are getting bread. But if the adults can't get it and the elder adults, how do they get it? Only the little kids can get in the water and dig in the mud and, and 
go underwater and find enough gold, just a trace, just a speck. I forgot the amount he told me. It's just, just, just a fraction of a, of a, a flake of gold to accumulate enough together to go buy a loaf of bread and bring it to the elderly, and then they have bread. Are you going to be doing that? Are we going to be doing that? You think we're going to escape it because we can just print more money? The circle is going to be broken. There's no way that the continuity of this lie is just an illusion, like he said. We're dealing with an illusion. It's an illusion of what is real. We think it's real. We think money's real. It's not real. It's no different than a pad that you go buy at the grocery store of paper and lay it beside, cut it out, the square of a $20 bill. It's the same thing. The only thing is they put ink on it. It looks like, looks like it's money. It's not money. But you want to go there and you want to go in it and you want to put your faith in it. And when you wake up and realize I can't do that, but I can with silver or the miraculous manager going around, that's something. Everything else is, is very, very ignorant because you don't know any better or very, very stupid if you do know better that you keep your money in what's known as money today, the dollars or the euros, or whatever. You put it in, and the, the best thing is a system to feed yourself. That's land, your operations, your tractors, what, all that's your best place. The second thing, which is the interim step to take, is to put it immediately in silver, because it's the buy to get. And so these things are really, really critical to, to realize that, that we, we are not going to escape this. It's coming our way. Oh, we're innovative enough to continue it, we have extended past the 70-year cycle since the Roman Empire and before. Every 70 years, there's an economic collapse because there's a correction. Things get so out of whack. Things get so inflated. You've got to come back to the real value. 1929 was nothing but the real value of things came back to what they're really worth. And that's what a correction is. So you're going to see a crash drop on everything. Your house is worth $300,000. Maybe worth $3,000. and probably will be. Maybe not even $3,000. Everything will come back to the exact real value. Core to nature, you can never escape God on this, is gravity. You can just go so far up in the air before you come back, as long as you stay in the atmosphere. you got to have fuel to stay up there. We don't have the fuel. We're crashing. There's no way of escaping it except what our lady is showing us. Very powerful words from a friend of Medjugorje. Again, that was October the 3rd, 2013, and the title of the broadcast was You Do Not Need Permission to Think. And certainly a friend of Medjugorje's words tonight have given us the ability to think more about what is real. And that is the purpose of the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Around. This is the one-ounce silver piece that a friend of Medjugorje designed for the purpose of exchanging what is not real for what is real. And thousands of people across the world have exchanged their monetary wealth for something which has intrinsic value and received peace as a result. To obtain the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Silver Round, you can contact Century Silver Exchange toll-free at 877-936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. You can email info at centurysilver.com or visit centurysilver.com for more information. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays income tax on its earnings. If there are any earnings left over at year-end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission efforts. And so again, from October the 3rd, 2013, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude.
we announced probably last year about if you can't get your 401k because of car, you quit, then quit your job. And our lady, while I was talking, I can't remember, I think it was maybe Iowa, that she took that to heart and she went to her boss and she says, I really want to keep my job, but I'd like to get my 401k and I'd like to quit. Can you hire me back? She says, sure, we'll do that. She was a good employee. She came back after three months, got her 401k, went back to work and even got a better position. Don't discount what God can give you. Remember the one theme that through prayer you'll perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. That's your money. Get it. Do whatever you can to get it. Don't keep it there. It's much better in the ground than silver than out there that you can't touch it. And then you think, what about the penalties? It's not, what penalties, there's no, there's one penalty you pay. Okay, you pay that. But then the taxes, that's what the issue is. Well, I got to pay taxes. You got to pay taxes when you take it out. You think your taxes are going to be cheaper today or tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now? This is probably the cheapest time to go ahead and pay your taxes. That tax there, if it's $100,000, you owe a $30,000 tax. It's not your money. All you got is 70000 there. Your penalty is 10000 You got 60000 You put in silver, that could go to half a million. Or it may say 60000 or it may be right down to 30000 But one thing it won't do is be worthless. At least you have 30000 because if it drops down that low and everything crashes, you got something. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.